Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of. Ow, I hurt my arm. But that's not what it's called. <laughs> it's called. Yes, I hurt my arm. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh, I hurt my arm. That's a real. We talk about podcast. our pain. But now, in all seriousness, we have two wonderful guests. Of course, Jerome is here on the podcast. Say hi, Jerome. What up, guys and girls and other non binary peeps? So, we have two lovely guests today. They're actually in the same room as me today. So, that's kind of nice. One of them is my lovely wife, Abigail, and her bestie friend, Susanna. And we're actually going to talk about friendship and how they've managed to get their lives together and their friendship together over years. But first, let's let them introduce themselves. So welcome. Hi, guys. Um, I am Abigail, Brian's wife. Um, that's it. Thank that's you, it. everybody. <laughs> I had a great time. Show. That's, all, that's all you need to know. <laughs> Patriarchy. So I am recently a business owner. Um, I am opening up my own company to decorate uh, different businesses for the holidays, mainly Christmas. I love baking. Love Stephen King novels. As <laughs> Susanna likes to give me some little pointers there. <laughs> Susanna, your turn. Uh, I'm Susanna. I work in social media. I have green hair. Tattoos, and I am an adoptive mom. Oh, fun stuff about me. I love the fact that you guys decided to choose about each other because I didn't because I know you were like testing it out before we started, so it's interesting. To <laughs> I, mean, what if it, I mean, we probably could have introduced each other too and just been like, Right, <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna say about me? <laughs> well, I'm about to say, we'll get into that like on. <laughs> your own take and how you all perceive each other within your friendship and you know i just want to plug in just like the power ship like we need to have that like have you guys ever like heard of that phrase from like an anime by the way power of friendship yeah literally every anime yeah so, <laughs> so, like, we need to have like a little like a uh, sound bite of okay well you you, you do that so, as we said, we are here to talk about, like, the idea of friendship because we know it's, like, between COVID, people moving and all that stuff, it's sometimes hard to, like, keep up with the lives of each other and friendship and especially those that you've kept for a really long time. And you guys have been friends, I want to say. Wait, but how about you let years them, like, tell, like, the story? Well, oh, 12 wow. years. <laughs> but not, I'm, I'm getting there, you. So, Ryan knows that as soon as he turns the mic over to us, he'll never get another word in edgewise. So right, exactly. <laughs> so with that being said, 12 years, that's super impressive because it started in college and went from there. But anyway, taking it from there, tell us your story, your own versions of how did you become friends in the first place? Ooh, we should tag team this. Yeah, let's, let's describe our meet cue. Okay, you go. You you start. I'll pick it up. You go ahead. <laughs> All right. So we met in college. Um, it was my freshman Wait, what year, college? your sophomore year. Mm-hmm. 
University of South Florida. Goals. <laughs> so we met through um, a co-ed fraternity, honor fraternity, uh, Phi Sigma Pi. Um, she had already rushed the semester before I did. And coming into it, um, I had friends in college that I had known through high school and through my first semester. And coming into it, I think I was extremely shy. I rushed with my roommate at the time and I didn't really know a lot of people. And immediately meeting Susanna was like, <laughs> was like, damn, I want to be her friend. <laughs> She's so outgoing, and literally, like, the moment you meet her, you're like, I want to be best friends with her. <laughs> this is a good place for me to pick up, because Abby talks about how she came into it being super shy, and I do not have a single shy bone in my entire body. <laughs> I am your pure definition extrovert. That's just me. And so, I am the dreaded extrovert. If you're an introvert, I'm the one you dread, because I will <laughs> choose you adopt you and never let you go this is true in lots of relationships in my life so not That's only so accurate. like abby my best friend but my husband is extremely introverted and the same thing happened to him too found him chose him got him forever <laughs> so like this is a pattern in my life so it's not surprising um that abby who was kind of shy at the time i was like oh oh mine like <laughs> just one of the ones that i chose to to like cling on to so this is going to sound a little bit dramatic, <clears throat> which is par for the course for me. Yes. Um, but I like to read a lot, and there's a quote that I found in a book. So I wrote way back to, like, the 1800s. Um, Emily Bronte's book, Wuthering Heights. Not weathering, Wuthering, just in case somebody, you know, needs to know. Um, there's a quote in there, and the quote is, Whatever souls are made of, his and mine are the same. And so in the book, it's actually, like, in a romantic context. Oh, that's very alluring. <laughs> Thank right? you, Jerome. <laughs> so it's in, it's in a romantic context in the book between, like, a woman and, like, the man she loves. But I think it, it can apply to platonic relationships, too. And I feel like that's kind of, half like, what happened with me and Abby. Like, you just kind of recognize your people. There's, like, something that you both have, and you just recognize it in each other, and you're like, this is my person. This is that person. And I feel like that's kind of what happened with us because we became really good friends really quickly. Yeah, I can't say that there was necessarily a specific moment that I remember being like, bam, we're friends. It was more just like the yeah. moment I think we just started talking and It's almost like out. picking up in the middle of something. Exactly. Like we don't really have a beginning. We just kind of like picked up in the middle of things already happening. Yeah. So... I I have a question about that because Abby has this like very funny theory of like everybody from the Panhandle area that has an eight five zero area code. Oh, that's the truth. Yes. Al almost instantly gets along with each other. Now you're both from the Panhandle. We are. So do you think this eight five zero connection has anything to do with that? Well, I think it definitely helped. I think that eight five zero connection definitely. Oh wait, yeah. what is the eight five zero? I mean, I know it's the that's Panhandle kind of uh, Florida yeah. Panhandle region, but like, what's so that's like Pensacola, Tallahassee. Yes, and everything in between. Pensacola, okay, got it. Tallahassee got it. and everything in between. So I'm from Panama City, um, so I'm like in the very middle, um, and it, it it might not be the actual area code, but just the idea that you come from the same place and have like some similar. Background and experiences, I think that helps, like, form that 
initial like oh we have stuff in common yes um and the world is really small like when we started talking about like where each of us went to high school turns out like i've been to abby's high school like multiple times because i played sports so i've been at her high school for soccer games and volleyball games and, and football games and we've been I mean, to yours for band competition we've been so. in the same place at the same time Kind of. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I think. So I wait, think a big are you saying you also know Kevin Bacon? Yes. Give me enough time. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe. We can probably make that work. And I think too, with the, with the panhandle, it's such a small, it's, it's just built of so many small towns that when you find somebody like down here in Tampa, it's like, wait a minute. And it's even better You're when you find someone small town. in Tampa because you can look at each other and go, oh, we made it out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we, made, we made it out. <laughs> so when you find each other like in college in a, what we would consider for us growing up like a really big city. Like Tampa is a big city for us. Like my, my dream when I was a kid was to live somewhere that had a skyline. Yep. It didn't matter where. But I just wanted a skyline in my life one day. <laughs> and so meeting somebody who comes from, like, a similar area, you're like, hey, we did it. Look where we are now. And it's, it's like, a nice kind of instantaneous connection. Yeah. Something you share. Yeah, because the Tampa metro area is, what, uh, 3 million people? Yeah, uh, 3.97 million people. So that's... But, but, oh. but, by the way, this is one of those Jerome facts that we have no <laughs> clue if it's right or not, but we're, we're just going with it. Website called JeromeFacts.org. <laughs> I love it. It's just uh, everything that I said that it sounds kind of right, but not sure. I haven't fact-checked yet, like... It's going to be out there until um, it's been corrected. Yeah, l- listen, th- th- there's so many podcasts that I listen to that like they have a segment post that is like fact checking each other. I feel like we need to start doing something similar to that because you just blurt out these things <laughs> and you're so confident about them, which is the best way to do it. You're just so confident about it. There's like, I'd be right. But of course, I'm always going to call you out on that. So it's never going to be right. Whenever you have confidence and when you say something with confidence, like no one doesn't deny it or try to com- uh, confirm it or anything. There's like, okay, all right. They just go along with it. So the, uh, once I've noticed that, I just say anything with confidence and then whether it's right, wrong, or however you're going to take it, you know, they just go with it. So I fact-checked you. I fact-checked you just now. Oh, am I right? You are, actually, within 100,000, so good job. <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding. That's like one out of like 20. <laughs> yeah, one, one out of every 20 facts, you're correct. <laughs> so then, uh, Suzanne and Abigail, I have a question about like, how did y'all maintain your friendship? Because obviously, you know, this has been 12 years ago and you all are still friends. And I know that we grow and, and you know, we may grow apart from each other, but it seems like your friendship has lasted. What do you think has maintained your friendship from for 12 years? I'll start with this. So I think what Abby and I have done really well is understand that your friendship, like the nature of your friendship changes as you as a person change and go through like different seasons of your life. Right. So we started out as friends in college and it was super, super easy for us to be close because it was college and we could like drop everything in the middle of a Tuesday and go to the movies. <laughs> but, but by the way, college. I know this to be true because there's been many a times I skipped a class because Susanna just said, hey, let's just go to lunch or go on a random adventure instead. So I know that this is true. Of the two of them. Great choices. <laughs> hey, we, we, we turned out okay. But like now, right, as like 
women who are older and in careers and things, we can't drop everything in the middle of a Tuesday and like go to lunch or go have coffee or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we as people are in a different season of our life and I think we treat our friendship accordingly. Like we both understand like we can't spend six straight days without <laughs> leaving each other's apartments like we might have in college. But we do our best to like really plan out time to invest with each other. Um, I lived in Memphis for a year after graduation, which was terrible. We never got to see each other. Yeah, it was um, awful. It was the worst. Uh, there's a great story that I can tell a little bit later <laughs> about my like preparations to leave for Memphis and how that like affected our friendship. But um, you know, I came back and now that we live in the same town, we go out of our way to try and plan like once a week to see each other and like hang out or um, you know, we'll take a girl's trip like once a year or something. Like we went on a, this great camping trip around Georgia for like four days. And um, we understand that, you know, our time together isn't necessarily going to be as spontaneous. And we actually have to take time and plan and schedule when we can invest time in each other. And I think that's important because if you make friends in college and then you end up growing up and having like a nine to five, you're not going to spontaneously spend that time together anymore. It's going to require a little bit more effort. And it's not, like, always as fun, but yeah. it's important that you, you know, you understand that it takes work and it takes actual, like, planning and preparation rather than just, oh, hey, by the way, I'm around. Like, <laughs> let's go to Taco Bus or whatever. <laughs> exactly. In a sense, like, you're you're kind of, like, forced to be around each other. Not necessarily forced, but, like, you're... You're in that setting where you're constantly around each other. Or like in college. Yeah. Like yeah. your proximity. You're yeah. always in proximity. You're you're around each other. You live in the same place, like yeah. at the school. So it, it changes over time. Exactly. That's like a great point. It's just like growing together. Like we've we've said this before, even like just recently, how you are so much different than you were when I first met you. Oh like, thank goodness. You're a grown adult and it's kind of weird sometimes to think about. I was the one who was questionable whether or not I'd make it to be a grown adult. Abby was always going to be a grown adult. <laughs> she dragged me with her. So, did you have any different perspective from what she said as far as like what's kept you guys close, or do you have the same kind of ideas? No, I I completely agree with that. It just it takes the effort of reaching out and saying, okay, let's do, you know, let's do this day this week, this day this week. And I mean, it's constantly changing. We're definitely always busy with something so you know it went from you know first out of college um saying okay every tuesday we're getting together and we're watching pretty little liars (laughs) we did that for years (laughs) for years years we did that (laughs) and that was our time and it's you know it's like a dumb show and but we did that for years we would like every tuesday whether we were in the same place or not the same place maybe we would skype and watch together but like that was our our thing yeah so and even now it's like it may not be every tuesday but we at least try every week if you know. do something together and and it looks different sometimes i you know come over to your house and we sit around and watch tv or sometimes you come to jace my son jace's little league baseball game and we sit on the <laughs> sidelines and chat while we watch really bad eight-year-old baseball yes <laughs> like <laughs> you mean how the coordination works you know <laughs> eye to hand <laughs> oh my gosh 
it's it's a trip. If you've never gone to a Little League baseball game, whether you're a parent or not, I highly recommend it. It is a free source of entertainment, and it is hilarious. <laughs> just throwing that out there. It really is. Like, <laughs> also, just your son is a, just adorable, first off. and He's something. The fact that this eight-year-old boy is on the field playing and is getting heckled by little kids that are not playing was just... That's because my kid's the one who stands in the outfield and, like, chases butterflies. Yes. <laughs> like, or, like, He's plays, so like, rolls in the dirt. <laughs> so I'm on the sideline chilling, like, Chase, get up! Get up! There's, like, he has no idea. I yeah, think he's gotten better this year, though. He has. And I think... Rolls a baseball? Like, the object oh, is to try so to get Jerome, people... The, <laughs> Jerome, the best part is, my husband Mike is the coach of the team. Um, so he really has no excuse. He gets, like, extra attention at home and stuff. He just... He just... faces his own person. And he just does his own thing all the time. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea where or who he learned that from. Certainly, like, I mean, it wasn't me. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'll put a beer of your Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm, you, 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 you can't see us, but I'm giving like an intense stare down to Susanna, and Abby's just dying laughing because Susanna is also her own person who follows rules when necessary, but otherwise will create her own. <laughs> it has to be so. fair, just, and logical. If not fair, just, and logical, I see no point. And that has not changed in you. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's something that's been straight up consistent. But so I, I have a question. So it was, I guess, technically one of our little proud questions that we have, but I'm changing it up. So the question that Jerome had planned for you all was, how do you guys keep each other close and fresh? But I'm going to reward that a little bit because I feel like oftentimes, even in myself, I feel like in order to actively be friends you have to like either constantly talk or go out and do something and almost like renew that friendship every so often but the two of you are like super content not even talking to each other just sitting next to each other on the couch watching some dumb show or 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 even if you both have to work like you might be in a completely different room like each of you doing your own jobs but you're just happy that you're there present with each other so how do you keep that friendship like alive with sometimes it including that nothingness it's funny because it's so accurate because it's it's gotten to the point now because when we hang out Susanna with her job um, does a lot of meetings that are across the country that are different time zones and things so she'll have to like take a break mid show and be like, okay, I got to go do a meeting real quick for like 30 minutes and then I'll be back. And I'm perfectly content with that. I think we both are. <laughs> she just like goes in my office and does her little like meeting and stuff and then comes back and is like, tell me everything from the show. <laughs> yeah. I, but I don't think it was always that way. I think it's part of like that growing together. And I feel like your best friend is is kind of like a second spouse almost sometimes, <laughs> which I know is like funny, but it's the same no, it's idea. True. Like when you start, you know, a best friendship or when you start a relationship, you talk a lot, right? And you always feel like you have to do stuff and go places. But I feel like the stronger your bond is as a person, the more comfortable you are just like being in the same place. Like, I don't know. I feel like if you just grow into that, I don't think that's something you should expect to have at the beginning of any relationship. Like, mm-hmm. you know, with any kind of friendship or any kind of like, you know, partnership or anything like that. I think it comes with time um, just because you get so comfortable. And 
we know like everything about each other. Literally. Like we can just hang out and just know everything about each other because we've been friends now for so long. Abby knows all my stories. And I know all of Abby's stories. Mm-hmm. I could probably recount her entire college career for you. Like, yep. we're, like, play by play. Um, it's just, I don't know, we're, we've spent so much time together. Like, we could probably go and never go do anything, like, out again. And just hang out on our couch and be fine. Because we've spent so much time and we've invested a lot of time in each other. And we just, we know each other so well. And we're just happy to be, we're just happy to be where we are. <laughs> right. Which, you described it super well. Like, we'll just sit on the couch or, like, even in the same house, but in different rooms. Like, we're just pleased to be present. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, we'll just, like, walk into each other's houses. Oh, yeah. Like, if there's, like, no surprise, like, basically when we go to each other's houses, we, like, move just in. Just come right in, walk with, like, in. all this stuff. <laughs> like, if Abby showed up at my house one night and, like, I had, like, we hadn't talked about it, I'd be like, yeah, this is great. Like, <laughs> there's, there's kind of, like, no separation there. You just come and go. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because you mentioned how, like, part of being able to do that now is because of, in a sense, the work you put in at the beginning to yeah. build the friendship. Mm-hmm. And there's like this sense of openness. No, that I no, really no. Well. Shh, keep your openness quiet. I wasn't finished. <laughs> oh, it's uh, me. <laughs> no, so I'm just curious though, and either of you can answer because you each have your own perspective on this. Do you think it would have been as easy to get close to each other if you were both equally extroverted or equally introverted? Or do you think the balance helped you connect easier? It's kind of a hard question. That is a hard question. Yeah, I never really thought about it. Yeah, and I guess I'm just thinking too, because you brought up Mike, your husband as well, right? Of how like you find that introverted person and you get attached to them. So if Abby was just as like, (laughs) and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean you're super extroverted (laughs) and you said that yourself. So like if you... you, Oh, now I hear Snickers. Yeah, he wants to be part of the conversation. Uh, So if you were both equally out there... How would that work? I don't know. I like to think that we would end up at the same point no matter what. Like, maybe the course would have been different, but I like to think that we'd end up at the same point. Some of my other friendships that I've had for, like, over a decade, um, like, I have other friendships that have been very, very long-term as well, and I have some of them with both introverted and extroverted people. Yeah. Um, And so I like to think that the way in which it develops is different, but ultimately you can get to the same, like, sort of end point where um, the work you put in and, like, the time you spend together, it might it might look different, but it, it can end up in the same thing. Like, different, all roads lead to Rome, essentially. <laughs> like, you'll get there. It just would look different for two extroverted people as opposed to two introverted people as opposed to, like, a mixed pair. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that... Um, I I completely agree that part of me is like, I feel like that's our identities are, you are very extroverted. I'm a lot more introverted. Um, but I don't think that that's necessarily true when we're together. I feel like it can kind of change. That's a good point. Like, Like, yeah, that's how we are outside to other people. But when we're together, um, that's a good point, because you are much louder and goofier when it's the two of us than if you're, like, around a larger group of people. Correct. And I am able to be a little bit more chill and, like, not <laughs> going 100 miles an hour when it's just the two of us. So I think that we... That's true. Like, our 
predispositions kind of like meet in the middle a little bit yeah together and there's like a sense of balance it seems of an ebb and flow so then depending on the situation or what you all are doing then not saying that your personality totally changes but you don't always have to be extroverted you don't always have to be introverted it depends on what situation that you're in yeah, and Jerome, you said something earlier, and Brian told me to be quiet about openness. <laughs> but I think I think that's part of it too. Is Abby and I have always been very, very like open with each other. Yeah, yes. Brian. Like, <laughs> well, I didn't say your point wasn't going to be valid. I was just having you let me finish. Silencing, just silencing black voices. That's exactly what I was wow. doing. Oh, just, wow! Wow! We're at this again. <laughs> like, okay, so Abby and I don't really, like, we don't keep secrets from each other. Like, Abby has seen really good points in my life, and Abby has seen really, like, low points in my life. And, like, Likewise. she loves me the same, and, you know, we're comfortable going to one another and saying, like, hey, this is something I'm struggling with, or, like, this is a mistake I think I've made, or we're just, I mean, being that open with one another, I think, also kind of helps, because... You don't feel the need to perform in front of the other mm. person. There's like no yes. other self. Like, you know, when you go to work, you have like a face that you have to wear to be professional or when you're with certain people, you have to act a certain way. And there's there's no performative nature to our friendship, which is what I think has helped us be really, really close is nobody has to like dig through the outer layer and be like, oh, well, what does she mean? She means what she said. <laughs> like, like, I never look at a text Abby sends me and goes, oh my gosh, is she mad at me? What does she mean? If Abby is mad at me, she will tell me. And if I'm upset, I will tell her. Like, there's no second guessing or, like, hidden meanings or agendas or we're just authentic to one another. And I think that really helps yeah. as well. Don't have to waste time and energy like trying to decipher one another exactly i think there was there was one time when um susanna told me um if you have to hide anything from me you know you've messed up <laughs> yes because we've That's always exactly what I said. we've always been so open with each other that like you you've really stepped in it like if you did something that you feel like you can't tell me about like Grave mistakes have been made. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, call a lawyer. <laughs> like, something's happening. But that's the truth. Like, we, we just tell each other all of that kind of stuff. I forgot that I told you that, but that's really, that's accurate. It's so accurate. <laughs> so then... I'm just thinking that, okay, I was going to say, I'm going to be really problematic just because it's just this thought just ran in my head. Do you think that you guys are being, uh, you're authentic and open and you're trustworthy, you know, of each other, of your friendship because you are women? Or do you think that it just doesn't matter, gender, gender doesn't matter either way? I think it's easier for women because we don't feel the same societal pressure to be like tough and like yeah. manly and macho, but I have seen men who can do the same thing and do it really well. It takes a little bit of deprogramming, and I think it's a little bit more difficult for men sometimes because they have additional barriers where they're conditioned to be like, oh, I can't share this kind of thing, or like, no one can know that I'm struggling. So I do think that we have it a little bit easier, mm -hmm. maybe, than guys do, but I don't think that precludes men from being able to form similar relationships of the same depth either. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. Like, you, 
you'd have to, I guess, step out of your comfort zone of what is expected of you as a man. Because um, it's very true. I feel like with, with men's relationships and friendships, you have that expectation of, like, I'm the manly man. I can't share my feelings. If I'm upset, if I'm sad, I can't cry in front of you. Where it's it's much easier for us to do that. We can ball in front of each other and it's no big deal. Oh, we ugly cry too. We're not like cute. Yeah. Not like the girls on like TikTok who like cute cry. It's so not a thing. No. But you know what else I think? When crying like, looks cute. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look cute, I promise. Um, but the other thing I think is also a factor is age. Like the age at which you form your friendship makes a difference too. Because we were right out of high school. So like late teens, like early 20s. And that's like a less inhibited point of your life. Like you're less worried about being judged. You're kind of just like, I'm going to do me and I am how I am. And as you get a little bit older, when you start making new relationships, you're more prone to be concerned about like other people's judgments. Like I'm 31. Oh gosh. I'm 31. <laughs> what you guys did. Don't remind us that we're in our 30s. I just gagged a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Jerome's still older than all of us. So okay. Fine. Well, I feel better. So I'm 31 now, and I can I can say that at 31, I'm much more, like, conscious of how I feel like I want to be perceived by people yes. than when I was 21 and was out there just living my life. And so I think that that makes a difference, too. I think that you can still make those strong relationships later in life, but same thing, you might have to step out of your comfort zone a little bit more and uh, be able to kind of move outside of how well i don't want anybody to think this about me or maybe i'm not where i should be in my life or that kind of thing i think that gender and age probably both have a little bit to do with the dynamics of how you form those relationships yeah that is such a good point with age because you're so right like i a lot of my long-term friendships that i've had i started when i was in middle school high school college and exactly that. Like, you're in that time when everybody's making mistakes left and right, and you just kind of, like, go with them and stuff. And once you get to, you know, once you're getting older and you start maturing more, you kind of grow into yourself as opposed to still trying to figure out who you are, what you like, what you don't like. Um, so, yeah, I feel like being friends during that time of figuring each other out and still being friends after that when you've become, I guess yourself or more comfortable with yourself um i think i think that's huge i think that definitely helps good questions i i haven't thought a lot about these things but i like to right <laughs> now so speaking of being problematic i'm gonna throw another potentially problematic of question you are. Oh, yes well here's the thing we're gonna put a pin on that whole idea because i i definitely want to talk more about that with brian uh later on oh, oh yeah no we we we, we will we um, explore this, but yes, go ahead. So, you mentioned Suzanne that like your best friendship is sometimes also like almost like a second spouse, right? So, you've technically, in a sense, been dating slash married for about twelve years now. So, could you say that at any point you had a potential breakup that could have happened that didn't? Was there any ever like a struggle point? Oh well, well, no. So I, I, I get it. I get where you're going. No, 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 well, no Because I'm funny. just, I'm just thinking. Some of the friendships that I've had long term have, at some point or another, suffered a a breakup to where like some of them I 
they're no longer friends with or that I'm like now closer with after resolving a problem. So do you think you guys have ever hit a point of like, and maybe it was when you were in Memphis and not here in Tampa. So and not necessarily like you were not amicably breaking up, just there was like somewhat of a disconnect as opposed to always being close all the time. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> I have to really like dedicate some thought to this because I know. Um, I think going off, you know, I guess of what you can think of for a relationship and what can break somebody up and and things like that. I think we have probably had issues like that of like you know being in a sense long distance um you know and maybe not being on the same page with things but we've always worked through it it's never been something that I would have ever thought I don't want to be friends with her anymore (laughs) like that's never ever crossed my mind by the way just because you're being recorded doesn't mean you can't say that now just (laughs) I I literally can't imagine like I think if anything would have done it it would have been when I moved away right? yeah. because we went from seeing each other like three, four times a week to never seeing each other for a year. Yeah. Like that's the kind of thing that if that were going to happen, that's what it would have been, I think. But and how did you like, keep the friendship then? So there's like, this how- amazing technological advance called text messaging and, and <laughs> Skyping and emailing and like all. So, I mean, just because you're, you're far away like we can still talk to each other and we can still like we still would skype and watch our tuesday night tv show yeah exactly (laughs) and i would say like just as an outsider looking in i think that kind of thing is more important because i think honestly whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship relationship texting whatever emailing i don't think that keeps just anyone connected uh, you guys had almost like a ritualistic Ritual. version of it to where like, okay, yeah. Tuesdays, this is our day. Or like, e- 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 even if that day changed. It's like a you commitment. Know, you, 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 exactly. You still had that commitment of like, no, at least once a week, we are going to talk to each other. Yeah. We are going to do something together. So I think having that dedicated time, because everything, everyone can say, well, we're text each other. Oh, but I'm busy. Oh, but I'm busy. Oh, but I'm busy. And some for some friendship that worked for others that's that's the end because you didn't keep that text so now we faded and it's not even again like, I don't want to be friends with you anymore it's you more of like apart. we just faded and it, it's gone. But here's the thing too if you think about it there's so much research out there about habits right mm-hmm. like how you form habits and how habits affect your life and how routines like make a difference and I feel like that did really help us but one of the things you can't really undervalue texting because. If someone is texting you, they're thinking about you. Like, you're on their mind. One of the things that Abby does that I still really love that she does <laughs> is um, we watch TV shows, and we always like to watch the same ones, but we don't always watch them at the same time. So whenever one of us has watched a show first, when the other one watches it, we essentially, like, almost live tweet to each other, like, <laughs> our reactions to what's going on. So I'll be in, like, you know, the middle of my evening, like, making dinner or whatever, and all of a sudden, I get an out-of-context, out-of-nowhere text that's like, oh my god, Kate and Anthony, they're, they're in the gazebo. And I'm like, oh, she's watching Bridgerton right now. And she's watching Bridgerton, but she she's thinking about telling me about it, right? Like, like she could wait until she sees me next. 
and she just sends me a message to let me know, like, what part of the show she's on. Yeah. And it's really silly, but, like, that's the kind of thing where, like, you want to tell somebody something, and so you just, like, send him a text, and... Like I said, totally out of context. I'm making dinner, but I know that Abby is on, like, episode seven of season two of Bridgerton. (laughs) And I feel like that's something that keeps you close, too. Like, so you can't really discount, like, the impact that can have. I want to tell you guys a story, though. I said earlier I'd tell you the story about when I was planning to leave for Please do tell. (laughs) So about what, five months, maybe, before it was time for me to leave. So my, like, mm-hmm. so the the beginning of my second semester, senior year of college, Abby was a junior, um, for the same organization that we were in where we became friends, prospective new members had to do, like, interviews um, with members. And so Abby and I are each doing, like, an interview. We're, like, three seats away in our student union or whatnot, and... The girl who Abby is interviewing says something about, oh, well, you guys are best friends. And we're like, yeah, blah, 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 we're best friends. And she goes, oh, but aren't you moving to Memphis, like, at the end of the semester? And I was like, yes. And so five months ahead of time, Abby and I start openly weeping in the middle of the student center in preparation for me to leave for Memphis and this poor girl who's interviewing Abby does not know what to do with us she now has two of us (laughs) weeping hysterically and the look on her face was just like I'm never getting into this organization. Like, I'm never going to get into Exactly. I just made the two people cry. I just made the president of the organization cry openly. Dramatically (laughs) in public. And so, I mean, we were like, we were prepared. That was something that helped too, is I found out in November that I was leaving for Memphis in May. So we had like six months to prepare too. Yes. But all the way up to like five months ahead of time, we were like crying in public about it. So exactly, it was a very especially emotional time for us. Especially because you were like getting married and graduating and moving. Oh, that yeah. was a lot for you. That was in wow. One that was month. some big changes in life. Yeah. Oh yeah. In one month, I graduated college. And three weeks later, I got married, and six days later, I moved to Memphis. That was a very big month. A lot went on. Yeah. And I think it was that. It was, like, I was so happy for you, like, getting married and stuff. But then also, like, kind of sad and then super sad about you moving. And it was just an emotional roller coaster. I was in a glass case of emotions. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. I want to go into our hot take. So I have three questions uh, for you all. And... You can answer however you want it. You know, Sue, Abby, either y'all can go first. But definitely has to be off the top of your head. So that's why I didn't preface these questions to you. So, right. yes. Yeah, so first question is, what is friendship? I'm nervous. You're nervous? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> so first question is, what is friendship to you? Friendship to me is... Being completely open and true to yourself around your other person. Um, Just being yourself with somebody else and being able to show that part of you, I feel like it's true friendship. I feel like friendship is sharing your life with another person. So, like, you're there through good times and bad times. You're there to support them. Not always. Like, it does not mean supporting people's bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Like, Abby has, you know, talked to me out of stuff before or been there to pick up the pieces when I've made mistakes. 
So it's it's not necessarily always supporting everything they do, but it's it's being there no matter what. Like sharing all the different pieces of, of your life together. Oh, that warms my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see my face. Like, I'm just like, it just enamored by your responses. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I don't know what was better. Their responses are the, oh, <laughs> that followed. I'm glad you can't see my face because I was thinking really hard about that. Like, I had a really, like, concentrated face on, like, it's like you asked me a physics question. I was like, oh. Right. Well, I would say the next question is going to be about physics and gravity. So, um, what is a quality that you all appreciate about each other? There's so many. I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, something I love about Abby is that she is, like, the kindest person. Abby is, gosh, I don't know how many people, like, listen to this, but you all should be super, super jealous of me because you guys don't have my best friend. But she's, like... <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Abby is a ray of sunshine, man. Like on your worst day, like she just makes you feel better, and she's like the happiest, kindest, like most loving person. I just love her. I told you I was gonna cry. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry now too. So, no. I, I know this has nothing to do with me, but hopefully to make him cry less, I'm gonna interrupt <laughs> and say <laughs> it's okay to cry. <laughs> No, no, I'm not saying it's not okay to cry. I'm just saying they're like about a sob cry, and then we won't be able to finish the last two questions. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say, as the other spouse of Abby, I I would agree with that statement. Mainly the kindness part, because she has an unbelievable amount of patience. And all of you that listen to this podcast and listen to me know that it requires a lot of patience. No, Brian, wholeheartedly. Oh, God. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, she has to deal with you and me. Oh, yeah. Abby is a saint. <laughs> if the Pope is listening, I would like to appeal for canonization. Um. Okay, so mine, I'm literally about to cry right now. <laughs> I would say Susanna is, first off, I have the best friend in the world, so you guys should be jealous of me. <laughs> um... Susanna is definitely, like, when you're her friend, like, she is, like, my biggest advocate. Like, she talks me up, like, nobody's business, and she makes me feel so good about myself. Like, she, like, we introduce each other to, like, new people, and she's like, this is Abby, she's my best friend, she's amazing, let me go into detail about how amazing she is. And she has been like that from, like, day one, and... Like, gives me so much confidence in myself that I normally don't have. So. I'll hype you up, like, anytime. Hype, <laughs> hype man over here. Yeah, you're definitely my hype man. <laughs> anytime. Uh, Sue, D is, Sue is the next DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> I could be. I mean, all I do is win. So No matter what. <laughs> okay so then um my next question is what is your favorite memory of each other like the best interactions or even the worst interaction that that, that you all had that you're just like i will always remember this for the rest of my life 
So There's many. There's so many things. I could do it in eras. Like Right? Exactly. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna combine a few with mine. I think like one of I my think we should each get three. three. Okay. Wow, three. <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna say each of you get two. <laughs> two, two. Oh, I, I agree. One. So there you go. <laughs> okay, but we've like, we been friends for twelve years. No, yeah, no, I, I, I moment, get that. Come on, right? I'm gonna combine. A, there's so many I can't even go into detail about all of there's them. There's some semicolons, but, ellipses, like colons, right? exactly. <laughs> run-on sentences. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things is we are. Completely linked in minds. Mm. Um, By the way, little asterisk on the side, this is like the stupidest nonsense you're about to hear right now. Can we please It's so down. accurate. <laughs> Just to give you like a little tidbit, um, when we were in college, we had left for the summer. We hadn't seen each other all summer. We came back. Um, just so you, so you know, Susanna is blonde. Naturally blonde. Naturally blonde. I'm naturally brunette. We came back from school, from summer break. We had dyed our hair the exact same shade of red, like bright ass red, the same box brand, everything. And we had done it on the exact same day without like coordinating or anything, without knowing it. We just saw each other the first day back and we looked at each other and she goes, what color is your hair? (laughs) And we just like went into it and we realized Wow, we are so in sync that we dyed our hair the same color on the same day. We have a tendency of showing up to events or places wearing the same outfit. Please, um, y'all have a picture of this. Like, we need it. We need this yes. for the pod. Yes. Please, yeah. so, we gotta post this on the pod. <laughs> Abby, and Ryan, Abby and Ryan came to one of Jace's baseball games last season, and from a distance, as she was walking up, I was like. Is dressed just like me. Yeah. No, but but like no joke. Like me as like the verifier of facts uh, for this. Like they were wearing the same exact shirts, same exact pants with rips in the same exact part of the jeans. Like same knee rip, everything. Like it was unbelievable. It's so unknowing. And it happens <laughs> a lot. It's not like it has happened once. And just last week, I came over to their house and I was like, "Hey, I bought those dish towels." And today, I'm pretty sure we realized we have the same like red Dutch oven. Yeah, like we just we just do the same things. Yeah, like, without, without even knowing. Knowing. But okay, so sorry. You said you were gonna. Was that your answer to the <laughs> like your favorite memories? Um, I'd say that's like one of my favorite memories. Is it's just all of those collectively of like yes. us doing those things. Yes, I would say specifically. It was when we were in two separate cars and we were driving, <laughs> we were driving to your place or I forgot where we were going, um, but we drove by this, this place um, onto our destination. We get to our destination, we get out of the car and we look at each other and <laughs> we just look at each other and we just nod and say, yep, yep. We knew exactly what we were thinking. We were thinking the exact same thing. We had basically had a whole conversation. With each other. In separate cars. In our in our minds. And we just kind of like picked it up once we got out of the car. Yeah. Um, that's, that's telepathy. That's a really good one. Yeah. It, it really is. And I know only twins are supposed to have that, but I feel like we've spent enough time together now. And I think that the real reason that Brian finds it annoying, and my husband Mike finds it super annoying too, mm-hmm. is because they can't do it. 
right? And I think that's why they find it annoying is because they can't do it. They're jealous. You're just jealous of us. <laughs> I don't know. But you guys said I get two, so I'm going to tell you two. Um, Charles Dickinson and Ernest Hemingway, let's go. All the run-on sentences. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm about to do it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, gosh, I really could, t I could tell you for days, like, all the things that I really like. But two specific instances that stand out for me um, are being in Abby's wedding um, was really, like, like, her wedding was a really, like, great thing because it's such a big turning point in your life. And I was just so happy to, like, be there and, like, be a part of it and, like, see her enter into, like, that new stage of life. I'm crying. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Jeez, pull yourself together, Abigail. <laughs> um, that was one. And then there's, an, like, the other memory that I really, really love was a little bit more recent. We went, like I mentioned it earlier, we went on a camping trip. Abby and I were supposed to go to Puerto Rico. <laughs> and a hurricane stopped us. Yes. Like, three days before our trip. Like, there was a hurricane and we couldn't go to Puerto Rico. And so we had to plan a totally different, like, long weekend trip. So we packed all of our camping stuff into the back of my Subaru and spent four days camping four different places in Georgia. And that was one of my favorite things that I think we've ever done. It was yeah. just the two of us for days. We drove through like beautiful parts of the country. We cooked our food outside over a fire <laughs> and like went hiking and we went down to this waterfall and it was like gosh, how many steps was it? Oh my god, it had to have been like... An absolutely insane number of steps. Like, yes. it was stupid, and it said it on the sign, so we were dumb to do it, because we knew how many steps it was going to be, and we did it anyway. <laughs> exactly. We had gotten halfway down, and we were like, this is how many more we have left? Yeah. We've already gone so many. <laughs> and then we had to go back up, and like, I remember waking up the next morning in our tent, and I was like, I don't think I can stand today. <laughs> But just, like, our road trip, that was one of the best times we've ever had, because we both, like, really just, like, needed a break at that time. Like, work was hard, we needed mm -hmm. a break, and so we we went out into the woods and yes. stayed there for days, and we just had so much fun. Yeah. It was, like, without an agenda, without having to, you know, have work responsibilities or anything, we just spent our time outside. We smelled so bad. So bad. By the end, that whenever we would get in the car, it was a rule that we could we weren't allowed to close the doors of the car until it had cranked up and the windows had been rolled down. Because we made that mistake where we got in the car and closed the doors and we were like, oh no. Never you know. Abby also got really mad at me because I like so I'm a photographer, um, not as a job, just as like a hobby. Um, but she got mad at me because I stopped in the middle of this two-lane bridge. To get this really beautiful shot so i'm standing in the middle of the bridge with the car parked and she's like get in the car get in the car you're gonna get hit by a car and she's yelling at me it was worse because it was right around the corner so people were like going so fast taking this we corner saw a total of two cars in like half an hour and i was like this is gonna be the moment that somebody <laughs> comes around this corner while she is in the middle of the street with the door open they can't even drive around us <laughs> They absolutely could not until you got out of the way. Okay, that's a good point. <laughs> so, all right, well, on that note, it's very <laughs> obvious that 
Wait, what? 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 There's one more question that I have. Oh yeah, there's one more hot take. I don't know how to count. Take. Yes. This this is why I stopped teaching math because I don't know how to count. Go ahead. Yes, because there was three and there's one more. Okay, so since this is an audio uh, platform, an audio medium, what is a song? And you only can have one, not two, not three, one. Like whenever you think of Suzanne. We, yeah, yeah, whenever you th- hear that song, you think of Suzanne. And whenever you hear that song, you think of Abby. Here's the issue, is I immediately thought of one song that followed us. That, can't, that, oh, no. that, that song can be for oh, both of you. For like Damn, a there year. You but I thought of that too, actually, because it chased us around for like a whole year. Yes, but I would not say even remotely it oh, describes. No. It's an awful song. It's but no, it doesn't song. necessarily have to describe the other person. It's just you hear that song and you think about each other. Well, we both thought of the same thing. That's true. So I guess we. I guess. Ooh, y'all should say it at the same time. Why? You just- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the song was. You guys um- at the same time. Same time. Let's see, let's see if y'all have real telepathy. Oh, please be wrong. <laughs> this would be so great if they're wrong. Okay, I'm going to count down. Okay, ready? You have to say it after three, okay? Are we saying the... Just the title, song title, okay? One, two, three. Bumped up kicks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> So the story behind this, so like it doesn't describe Abby or me or anything. It's literally about a school shooting, so it's definitely nothing to do with. But for a straight year, everywhere we went when we were together, this song played every time. And I know, like you know, it plays on the radio a lot. I get it. Like it came out, it played a lot. But everywhere we went, any time that we were together, we would be in stores. We would be cars somewhere around campus. It's like in the Final Destination movies when the song like follows them. That's what happened to us. For, yes, like, a year. The song Pumped Up Kicks played every single place we went, and then finally it just stopped. And I was so yeah. glad because I don't really like that song. <laughs> right? I was like, Why not I gotta say, it's not a positive song. No, not at all. But yeah, it followed us everywhere. I think that was a good example though of. Like, it's like Final Destination. It was yeah. like this like creepy, awful song that you're like, why is this playing of all things? All the time. Everywhere. It's like a curse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. That is our hot take. So I'm glad that we've proven our telepathy here. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, but anyway, first of all, thank you all for talking about this because I know you were both excited and nervous at the same time. This so. is like my favorite subject, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, right? So, if you're going to pick something for us, I mean, I can go on and on about a lot of things. Like, this is one of my favorites. Yeah, we could go on and on and on. Which, on that note, listeners, be on the lookout because we'll definitely be having both of these ladies back together and separately to talk about other things that they're very much into. So, on that note, definitely be ready for that. But we like to end all of our podcasts asking our guests our two questions that named us, your plus and your delta. So, again, especially for our listeners, a positive that you can share with us. It can either be about each other, anything in the topic, or just something going on in your life that you want to share something positive with. And then a delta, something you would like to see changed. And Suzanne, I'm going to throw that at you first. Okay. 
So a positive thing for me, like just, I am just really, really, really happy that Abby and I are friends. And that's such like a cop-out answer because this whole thing is about our friendship. That was literally what I was going to say. I know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but and I'll give you some context of, of like why, right? So I'm an only child. And my husband is an only child. And when we adopted our son, so he, he doesn't have any like aunts and uncles like through us. Like we don't have brothers or sisters or anything. And so I am really, really glad that because we get to pick like his family like aunt abby and t o'brien are like two of his favorite people and i'm so happy to have like such a strong relationship and have people who like love me love my family love my kid like people that i can you know like share my life with and i'm just glad that you know in every season of our lives like We've always had each other up since we were like 19 years old. I was 19. You were 18. Mm-hmm. You're still a year younger than me. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you're 30 now too. So, ha! <laughs> um, but I'm just, that's the positive for me, right? It's like our relationship is so important and it's so special to me. And I just really love it. And thanks, guys, for giving us the chance to just talk about it. Because yeah. I'll talk anybody's ear off about how much we love each other. So. <laughs> That's my positive. You go. You go with your positive. Okay, so cop out. I'm the exact same. <laughs> um, so thankful to have you in my life because I think, like, the friendships that last forever mean so much. And just the fact that you have seen every part of me and you're still my friend and you're still going to be here for me. Tell me when I'm stupid. And so I'm going to double down on that one <laughs> As context, I'm way more stupid than Abby, so, like, she's she's pulling, like, double duty over here <laughs> with that. And I think growing up, see, I grew up with three older brothers, and I never had a sister, and I've had close girlfriends, but you were the first person that I consider my sister. Like, you were definitely my older sister that's always been there for me. <laughs> it's so sappy over here. I'm like, right? Right? <laughs> you've you've always been there for me and yes you've done some crazy stuff as a vibe but like you've always been like a role model for me because you are a boss bitch and I've always aspired to that so I appreciate that so Abby and I are going to be like super old one day like just hanging out on the front porch statistically women like outlive their husbands by like a long time and so like one day it'll just be the two of us and Little we'll miss things. you and Mike so bad. You, you know, but, like, but we we'll have, have each, each other. <laughs> you know, before you get to your Delta, as the husband or one of the husbands in that, that relationship, I would like to point out that, yes, statistically, women outlive men. But you also have two very, like, chill men, and you're both very sketchy. So I don't know if it'll also, play out the same. Also, Mike. Mike has committed to living to be 108 years old, specifically because he wants to see the year 2100. That's like his like life goal. So I don't want to be that old. So statistically, it might be true, but I'm definitely like kicking the bucket before he does. <laughs> like I'm like peace out, guys. I'm out of here. I have no desire to be 108. He's gonna have to live like the last like 20 of his years without me. So. <laughs> 
You're checking out. You're like, I think I'm good with life. Yeah, I've learned enough. Thanks. I'm good. I can just go home now. Like, <laughs> bye. So, you guys share your positive. What's your delta, your change? Change. So, one thing I would want to change, or not about us or, like, each other, but, like, the idea of friendship, right? So, I think there's, like, this common misconception of friendship as being a completely organic and completely effortless thing. And that is so not the case. And social media makes it worse, right? Because everybody on Instagram and Facebook are always sharing these, like, oh, casual Sunday hangs. And, like, oh, look, I found this my best friend and we're picking daisies on a Tuesday. And it's like, okay, I'm not doing that. I'm not working. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, what I would want to change is people's misconceptions that, like, friendships should be easy because that's not true. One of the things I did, and I was telling somebody about this today, actually, earlier, um, in my yearly planner, in the very back, I have a grid, because I like charts and graphs and grids, and all those, like, data-related things, but I identified, like, 12, like, women that I really want to make sure that I stay connected to and invest time in, and, like, that I'm close to, and I have a, a graph that shows like little boxes for each month of the year. And I go through and I check off whether or not I've reached out to that person each month. And there's 12 of them because I can't stay close to everybody. But I literally hold myself accountable to make sure that no matter how busy I get or no matter what I do, that I'm taking at least some time every month to talk to each one of those 12 people. And that is not like a romantic, like glamorized notion of friendship. It's like you literally have graph paper and you're checking boxes. <laughs> but it works. It's very systematic. Like, and, and it's systematic. it holds you accountable. Exactly. It's systematic because it's important to me. And I would rather like be that person who has to like check off a box on graph paper then forget to talk to somebody that I wanted to talk to. And so that's what I would change is the misconception that friendships are easy and always completely organic and that, you know, it's always going to be exactly the same and that it doesn't take effort. Like I want people to think about being friends a little bit differently. Like if you have a project at work that's really important to you, like you're going to do all of the planning and steps and like you're going to make yourself notes and you're going to like, if, if you have that kind of thing that you're investing in in work, why would you not invest time and energy in the same way in people that are important to you, too? That's my delta. To be fair, I also, um, that just fits my personality. I have a, <laughs> yes. I have a agenda that's broken down by hour and color-coded. So that does kind of fall into a me thing, but I think it's still a good idea. So. <laughs> Abigail? Um, first off, I just want to say I agree with all of that completely. Those are fantastic points. Um, I would definitely say you probably stole one of mine, so I guess I'll change it up with my... Of course I did. <laughs> with mine here. Um, I would say going off of what Jerome brought up earlier, which I thought was a, a really great question, was the difference between women having friendships and men having friendships. Um, I definitely think that's a huge thing that needs to change, is men being able to have that same kind of closeness and relationship platonically with with either men or women or whatever that um, isn't seen as a bad thing. I, I think that's huge, you know, because I am, I don't understand that because I think I do have it easier being a woman, being able to have friends like that, that I don't know the struggles to your extent 
um, being a male trying to have close friends. So I, I guess just more like raise awareness of that's okay. That's you guys can have as close of a relationship as you want. You can be vulnerable and that's okay. That's a really good point. That's awesome. I love it. You like it? I love it. <laughs> Y'all are cute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are cute. Uh, I was just stealing one of Jerome's quotes. Um, I know. It's awesome. Again, thank you so much both. Sorry we made you cry. Uh, but luckily it was... It's, it's, don't apologize. It's okay to cry. Oh, oh my god. Uh I wasn't. I've never once said it's not okay to cry. I was actually gonna. Well, then why are you apologizing I, then? Because you interrupted. I was yeah. actually gonna add that it was <laughs> good thing though, because it was a happy cry, not like a, we made you upset cry. So it's oh, no, it definitely you, good. So. Oh, and I would have been punched. Um, I would have held you down while she did. She should be punched. <laughs> I think. I think. Ryan should have a daily punch. And with that, we're going to punch you guys with our next ad. All right, bye. Thank you so much for being with us this week. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Plus Delta Pod. And tune in next week for another episode. Till next time.